Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Um, We are rolling, so whenever you're ready... There is an American team on the grid. Technically, yes. And it is Haas. Okay. (laughs) That's not the name I was expecting to hear when I heard American. You were hoping Williams. No, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was hoping Go USA. (laughs) Or like, you know. America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Team military. Team independence coming your way. We have reached the 10th and final team of this. The pinnacle yes, of I, the pod. We're like bottom of the barrel. Yep. <laughs> but I, I like the, uh, the spirit because we're going to need it with this team. Okay. Anyway, the word I would say to best describe Haas yeah. is chaos. Okay. They have got chaotic drivers. They've got a chaotic team principal, a chaotic owner, mm-hmm. and then also very, very chaotic sponsors okay if the office and parks and rec need like a third or another version of a workplace mockumentary this is the team to do it tough to consistently win if the one word associated with your team is chaos yes that's just too hard it's just too you you need stability which which these guys do not have so (laughs) so so yeah so today on choosing sides f1 we are diving into the history of the only american-owned team on the grid haas come on very, very American, uh, and yet also mm-hmm. very not. From iHeartRadio and Sports Illustrated Studios, this is... Choosing Sides. F1. Let's dive in. Great. Our story begins with a man named Gene Haas. Mm. By 
normal people standards. He is a very wealthy man. Mm-hmm. By Formula One standards, uh, Lawrence Stroll, aka Daddy Stroll, he's, his net worth is around $3 billion, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Gene Haas's is only around 250 to $300 million. million. Only a millionaire. <sighs> I mean, I come know. on, dude. He he was he should quit. Well, he's I he's mean, you know yeah. It's just not going to work out for him with his only three hundred million dollars. He is not involved with the you know well known avocado outfit Haas. Right. He is known for basically making machines that make machines. Is how I cool. just put it. Yes. So cool into machinery. Uh, he is also a massive car guy, just yeah. in general, and into yeah. motorsports. So he has sponsored other teams over the years, most notably NASCAR. Gene Haas's vibe is the guy who is kind of in the background. Like, he doesn't make a lot of noise, but he's always there. He's like the mastermind. He plants a seed and then lets it grow. The people you're hearing from are Alanis King and Elizabeth Blackstock. They're both motorsports journalists, and co-authors of the book Racing with Rich Energy, colon, How a Rogue Sponsor Took Formula One for a Ride. Mm. Gene Haas is just watching from afar and you don't want to, like, make him upset. (laughs) Is he an American, Gene Haas? Gene Haas is American. Okay. They have a NASCAR team um, and a long legacy of actually, like, taking part in, in sports. So it makes sense that Haas would kind of take it to a much larger stage. So, basically, back in 2014, Gene Haas and some partners announced that they're going to create a Formula One team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starting with the chaos, it was supposed to launch in 2015, but gets delayed to 2016, which does happen with new teams and funding and and logistics resources, etc. Before all of that even happens, though, a very fun fact about Gene. In 2006, he was arrested for filing false tax returns, witness intimidation, and conspiracy. (laughs) We are off to a great start. He later (laughs) pleaded guilty for felony conspiracy to commit tax evasion. Okay. He was sentenced to two years in prison. He served 16 months in in prison and then had to pay $75 million in restitution. Whoa. So that's our guy, Gene. Whoa. Chaos to begin. Yeah, that's a rough start. But, you know, some of some of what I'm liking about all of this is I if this podcast can shed some light that rich people do some shady shit. I think sometimes in America we think he's got money. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. okay. sometimes and sometimes they do illegal shit to get money. Yeah. And, and to get even more money. To get even then, more money. And they all work together in cahoots. You so. don't want witness intimidation on your, yeah. on your resume. Also, I just love when it's like conspiracy and that's the charge. <laughs> it's like, what what did what did you conspire? It's just it's almost more yeah, ominous when it, there's yeah. nothing attached to it. Just yeah. conspiracy. So. Also, a guy who's got that much money and that many lawyers, like that, he probably did a good job fighting the case. And he still served 15 months and had to pay $75 million. Yeah. Like you had to be pretty fucked if, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. That, if that was the negotiation you got uh, after Oh, Gene Haas, Gene Haas. So, uh, yeah, of course, that never gets mentioned in Formula One, but (laughs) it's like very funny that F1 breezes over. I mean, we we talked about Force India with Aston Martin and that guy being wanted in like multiple countries. And like by comparison, this is very quaint. (laughs) It's cute. Yeah. But Formula One does have this problem. It needs so much money that it's going to get some shady characters. Well, that's a, actually a perfect segue into yeah. literally the rest of this episode. That's what I'm doing here. Mazel tov. Uh, <laughs> so, so Haas, from the very beginning, has always struggled financially. Mm. And the team almost, I wouldn't say identically to Williams, but similarly to Williams, has gained this reputation 
of being scrappy and tiny. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, Mm -hmm. at one point, just to give an example of how much smaller they are than some of the other teams, Haas, back in like 2018-ish, Gunther mentioned they had about 230 employees for for Haas's F1 team. By comparison, Mercedes F1 team around the same time had a thousand more people than Haas. Wow. Yeah, just for F1. If you say the two magic words, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes, you know that's a successful combination, so you will be more likely to throw money at that pairing. Something like Haas doesn't have that. They tried to do things on as much of a budget as they possibly could. A big part of when their team launched is they sort of marketed this scrappiness as, hey, we're going to buy a hodgepodge of parts and, and power units and all this stuff from different teams. But in doing so, we're showing how Formula One teams can be started for less money and hopefully... Right diversify the grid from that perspective. And so, you know, you no longer need to be a Mercedes or, you know, a Ferrari to get on the grid. You can be like us. Right. So next, we can't really talk about Haas without talking about all of the issues they've had with sponsors over Mm -hmm. a very extended period of time. Mm Obviously, a lot of te- you know teams need sponsors. A lot of times, the worse off teams are doing, the more desperate they get mm-hmm. with who they ask for sponsorship. We do know, obviously, we're talking about Williams, that everything's getting eaten up by larger and larger private equity firms and mm-hmm. corporations and whatnot, mm-hmm. especially as the sport gets more expensive every year. The first sponsor we're going to talk about is a sketchy energy drink company called Rich Energy. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to assume you have never seen, had, or heard of Rich Energy. I thought it was like rich, money-infused, energy, like a power unit, energy. I was wrong. You were you were wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) it it was bound to happen at some point in this podcast. (laughs) The last episode, I'm wrong. So rich energy is a is a energy drink. Hypothetically, it is oh, an energy drink. Oh, I love drink. it already. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay, so it's the end of 2018. We're heading into the 2019 season. Haas has had a couple of years on the grid. 2018 was the Haas F1 team's most successful year by far. They finished fifth in the team standings, fifth of 10. That's a big deal. For a team that's only been around for a couple of years, it's very impressive. It's good. Yeah. And they have less money than everyone else. They've got yeah. fewer, fewer personnel. Yeah. So it's looking great. And then everything kind of uh, went downhill from there. So as always, like I said, Haas is always needing more money. Uh, always. That's always the case for them. They start obviously looking for sponsors and other people who can who can give them a little bit of a, a leg up financially. And all of a sudden, a man named William Story comes mm. in and he says, I am the founder and businessman behind this successful energy drink company called Rich Energy. And everyone's like, that is great. OK, you know, Rich Energy, William Story. <laughs> Excellent. Rich Energy was a sponsor for boxers, um, for some smaller, lower tier racing athletes, especially in motorcycle racing. Um, so it, it looked on on its face to be a legitimate company and especially one that was promoting itself as a luxury energy drink, something that you, you wouldn't find in a gas station, something that you would find in a nightclub, which I think is a very appealing look and a very appealing draw for the very elite levels of Formula One. And of course, William Story has like some long scraggly beard and right. just looks like a weird dude. Like. Right. 
already getting weird dude vibes right. off the bat. Right. So we are here for the unveiling of the rich energy Haas F1 Formula One team livery. Haas does their big debut of their 2019 car. A brand new black and gold livery. Wow, that looks pretty tasty. They unveiled this car that was a really beautiful car. It looked great. This gold antler logo. It's Ooh. it's the Rich Energy logo. William Story has pledged millions of pounds slash dollars to the team. William, mm. what does it mean to now be title sponsor of the Haas F1 team? We're absolutely delighted. I mean, we think that Haas are, you know, absolutely our favorite team on the grid. They're brilliant people. And they're the perfect partner for Rich Energy as we move forward to take Red Bull and uh, challenge Red Bull on and off the track. It made a big, big statement. So everybody starts Googling. Fans very quickly are like, who the fuck is Rich Energy and William's <laughs> story? Is this some weird niche? Like, right. it's only available in a couple countries. Like, what's the deal with this? Yeah. One New Year, they posted a photo of a pool. And they said a New Year's swim with Rich Energy. And the pool had a Rich Energy logo on the bottom of it. Um, the image of the pool was actually taken from the internet and the logo was photoshopped in. Fans also start saying like, well, where can we buy it? And they, they very quickly right. find it's almost impossible to buy. Pretty simple question. Yeah. Where can I buy this product? I mean, even in my newsletter, if, if this had been announced when my new, if my newsletter was around, I would have tried to go out and buy Rich Energy yeah. to like rank the different energy drinks that sponsor F1 teams. Like it's a very Rich easy jump. Rich Energy is just a great... It's like almost like... Some guy was like, okay, I am poor and need to make this sound richer. Yeah. I've got an idea. Rich energy. I already love Haas. <laughs> I think they're in my top three. This is awesome. <laughs> this is great comedy slash entertainment. I told you, this is an episode of Parks and Rec like yeah, waiting totally, to happen or totally. The Office. Yeah, like you could see Michael Scott being like, I've got a new sponsor <laughs> for The Office. It's going to be, yeah. So, so we have Rich Energy and fans so these aren't even people within motorsports only who are doing this right. so journalists are obviously looking into it but fans are looking this up and it's all over twitter obviously a lot of company records are just publicly available right. normally you would expect a team to be looking at the financial records of these companies to establish that there's legitimate products you know you can sell this somewhere you can find this product somewhere um and that was part of what made rich energy so perplexing was that the financials that were available were not great. They had under $1,000 in the bank. Uh, at the time that the deal was signed, those were the most recent financial records. Um, no one really had any idea where to buy it unless you bought it online. It was it was a mystery, and I think it will probably remain a mystery. Holy smokes. Yeah. This is just shady or money laundering or something. Yeah. yeah. More and more evidence piles up as the season begins that William's story is not who he claims mm. to be mm. and that his company is not what he says mm. it is. Mm. So, and, and, and on top of that, the Haas team is not doing well on the racetrack. They don't have a great car. So the whole thing is just a magnificent yeah. implosion. Yeah. William's story that announces on Twitter without telling anyone he's terminating the deal with the Haas team due to poor performance and the PC attitude of F1. Oh, sure. Because That's F1 is, is the pinnacle of political <laughs> correctness. When I think, you know, woke people, I think yeah. Formula One race car driving. Then the Haas team responds and says, no, we did not have a performance clause in the contract. The contract is still together. We are still the Rich Energy Haas F1 team. And then a few weeks later, Haas terminates the partnership on its end. 
It just makes a mockery of the team. It, it also just ties up all their resources into something totally dumb. And also all of the press, right? Yeah. No one cares about right. how they're racing. Right. They care about this absurd scandal. Yeah. Then Haas ran just black and gold blank cars for the rest of the season before going into 2020 and changing the livery. It really becomes the the scandal that launches a thousand memes, right? right. There's, there's still to this day, years <laughs> later, endless mockery of right. this whole situation. Well, maybe Gene Haas should do a little Googling before he accepts some sponsorship money. This was like the single question we struggled to find an answer to because no one was willing to speak about why Haas took on Rich Energy. Um, no one was willing to tell us what that vetting process looked like. Um, Haas repeatedly said that they did their due diligence um, in vetting Rich Energy as a sponsor, um, but wouldn't describe exactly what that meant. Haas is an interesting organization in that it's very small and there's a lot of loyalty both to Haas Automotive and to the team principal talk right. about Gunther Steiner. Right. So it's to this day mm. not clear who was in charge of finding and vetting right. Right. Rich energy. We still don't know. Rich energy. Yeah. We still don't know who is in charge of, you know, signing on the dotted line. Right. We don't know how much Gunther or Gene Haas really knew. And then we, yeah, we never really know. Mm. William's story has also since then tried to tease, quote unquote, coming back to Formula right. One. Right, right, Obviously, right. it's a it's a bunch of bullshit, but. I want to see what he looks like. I'm oh, gonna, yes. I'm going to Google him real okay. quick. S-T-O-R-E-Y. <laughs> Are you kidding me with this guy? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> This is straight out of Lord of the Rings. Put on a camo hat and he's ready to go hunting. Absolutely. Rich energy. <laughs> that should be like my rap name. Yeah. Uh, you know? You know? <laughs> I mean, if you if you ever want a real deep cut, yeah, yeah. in the Formula One world, I, I, I say go for it. Yeah. You would think that after this whole very public humiliating debacle yeah. that Haas would learn its lesson. Yeah and find better sponsors that were less controversial and weird and just less ill-received. Right. You would be wrong. I would be wrong. Yes. So right. <laughs> so this, like we said, is early, 20, you know, beginning of the 2019 season. We skip ahead to the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are in the pandemic at this point. This mm -hmm. is, like I said, relatively recent. So Haas, again, starred for cash mm -hmm. because nothing, what else is new? <laughs> And so Haas announces that they are going to be working with a Russian chemical fertilizer company oh, called God. Ural Kali. I mean, the first two words of that, Russian fertilizer, would tell me to back off. Yeah, you can see where this is going. Oh, gosh. So this, this company... <laughs> is headed up by a Russian oligarch who is besties with Vladimir Putin. Of course. Named Dmitry Mazepin. Okay. And so why does Dmitry Mazepin want a sudden, you know, sponsorship on the F1 grid? Because he wants his son to race. There you go. There ding, go. ding, ding. I've learned something. <laughs> so Dmitry has a son named Nikita. Okay. Nikita had actually previously, a couple years prior, been banned for a bit from racing in the junior formulas because he punched a, a competitor okay, after a race. To give you just an idea of <laughs> right. his vibe. Right. So Nikita really wants to get an F1. He's not really good enough to mm -hmm. do it on his own merit mm -hmm. or through other means. So good old dad helps him do that and on top of nikita already being known as yeah a, a not good driver who's then very angry and takes out yeah. in not great ways he also right before the season starts this is december of 2020 he posts a video of him essentially groping a woman's chest mm. like a friend and that for understandable reasons does not go over well 
with no. the fan base. People are really angry at Haas. Right. Gunther Steiner, the team principal, has to issue this weird, vague statement because they don't really know what to do and they need his dad's money. There is no news and, and we, we don't want any news out of it. We, we will deal internally. We're dealing internally, not we will. And uh, that's, the, that's the only thing I want to say. I mean, we take this serious, what happened, and uh, we, we will deal with that, you know. So I don't want to go into any comments about the damage and things like this. I just want to say, trust us, we will deal with that. What about managing him going forward? Are you concerned about that? No, that's really part in dealing with it. This makes me think that Haas is so tight-lipped and loyal, not because there's some scrappy, intelligent, competitive team, but because they are shady motherfuckers. So these yeah. are just the things we know. It's yeah. already bad. We right. don't even know how, how deep this goes right. or what, what exactly transpired internally. Right. <laughs> but so, so like any good billionaire father, mm-hmm. yeah, d- Daddy Mazepin says, yeah, I'll give you all this money, millions and millions of dollars, if my son gets one of these seats going right. into 2021. He does get a seat. He, well, not only does he get a seat, but you remember that kid I said he punched after yeah. a race? Yeah. This guy, Callum Eilat, is sort of for his class considered the guy who was meant to drive an F1 and right. didn't get a seat. Right. Nikita Mazepin gets a seat. Oh, yeah. that would just drive me insane. Yeah. How is Haas as a racing team? Besides all this sponsorship nefarious activity, can they race? Oh, yes. We haven't even gotten to the race yeah, <laughs> in the midst of everything else. We'll get right back into the chaos after the break. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So Haas, long story short, not really. They're not really good. Um, Haas starts off in F1 in 2016. Their first two seasons are understandably rocky. I Mm -hmm. mean, we've seen this a million times with almost every other new, brand new team to the grid. However... 2018, they have this big breakout year. They finish P5. So mm-hmm. they're excited because they think, oh, we're comfortably in the midfield, yeah, right? For right. a third year team. That's great. Right. A lot of teams would be super stoked if on their third year they were just sitting there. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, we're also competing for P- the P4 spot mm-hmm. on the standings. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. things are looking great. Since then, though, it has been an endless struggle bus for Haas. So. Mm. 2019, like I said, in addition to the sponsorship issues, their car is not great. Their 2020 car isn't good. Right. And then to make matters even worse. Fuck, 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 fuck. This, this was a big one. This was a big one. Is he okay? At the end of 2020, one of the last races of the season, one of their drivers, Roman Grosjean, who mm. now is an IndyCar, uh, Roman has a massive crash mm. at the start of the race where his car literally splits in two Jesus. in a giant fireball. Oh, no. All my muscle relaxes. Almost not have a smile, but in peace with myself, thinking I will die. And then I thought, which part's going to burn first? Is it the foot? Is it the hands? Is it going to be painful? And then thought about my kids and I said, no. They think for several minutes he's dead. Oh, no. And then he comes, like, jumping out of this, like, a literal fight. It is completely on fire. People are trying to put it out. Wow. I can feel the pain and the burn, but I'm going up. Somehow, miraculously, only ends up with some scarring and issues on his hands. Jeez. Yeah. So Shouldn't have put that Russian fertilizer in the trunk. 
It wasn't there yet, but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we but this is but at this point Roman and uh, the other driver Kevin Magnuson, who we know yep. comes back, yep. uh, they knew they were kind of on their way out already. So, right, right, uh, right, but yeah, right. so Roman Grosjean, who had a very long and uh, interesting F one career, yeah, ends it with this this gigantic fiery explosion. Scary, yeah, scary, and just again caps off another not great thing to happen to this team. And it brings you back to. Hey, it's funny, William Story, rich energy, Russian fertile. It's all funny, but it's like when things go awry, people can die. Yeah. And that's the tagline. But yeah, the stakes are high. Roman Grosjean now calls himself the Phoenix and like rising from the ashes. <laughs> and let me guess, this experience only made him love racing more. Oh, it did. He went over to IndyCar. <laughs> They're all fucking sa- insane. <laughs> you keep mentioning Gunther. Who is this Gunther? Yeah, so Gunther Steiner, yeah. from a name like that, what country do you think he's from? Germany or Austria? He is from Italy. Oh, but shit. He, but he is used to everyone thinking he's German. He yeah. talks about this constantly. Yeah. Okay. It is part of his personality to mention to everyone that he is Italian. Everyone I know who's Italian, every sentence begins with, I'm Italian. Yes. Someone, Even my friends who live in Michigan that are like seven generations removed from Italy. They want you to know. They know how to make pasta. Yeah, so. and they don't, actually. That's funny. <laughs> so Gunther gets a start way back when as a mechanic working in r- the Rally Motorsport mm-hmm. Series. Kind of works his way through a bunch of different motorsport series and whatnot. But he eventually ends up in the early 2000s at an F1 team called Jaguar. Jaguar eventually gets sold to Red Bull in the mid-2000s. Mm. That's the team the Red okay. Bull team takes over and rebrands. So Gunther Steiner is with Red Bull for a little bit, but it becomes very clear he's not vibing with them. He's not meshing right, with them. Right. He's not doing well. So he takes a couple of years off after serving as their technical director. And eventually he founds his own manufacturing company over in the U.S., trying to figure out, I think, what he wants to do mm-hmm. next. And eventually Gunther Steiner meets with Gene Haas and one of his associates at at like a steakhouse, mm. they're, they're kind of saying, well, entering F1 is expensive. We don't know how to do it. He says, hey, you kind of just buy parts from other teams or whatever, you know, and that's how we we kind of scrap this, you know, scrape this whole thing together. And eventually that's how the whole thing starts. It's Gunther it. and Gene start working together. They build this thing from the ground up. They have this sort of interesting relationship where, yeah, Gene as a millionaire, but not billionaire, mm-hmm. but as a, a very rich person, whenever he's dissatisfied, he calls you know, Gunther very upset. And then Gunther has to sort of smooth things over and be like, yeah, Gene, I know people fucked things up. Like, it's fine. Like, we'll figure it out. So that's kind of their dynamic. So when you're working with someone like Gunther Steiner, he might be a little bit harsh, but he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks and what's on his mind. A lot of the people I talked to, they did say, we like Gunther Steiner's leadership style. Alanis King and Elizabeth Blackstock, again. If you look at Formula One, Formula One is about politics. If you look at Christian Horner, Christian Horner is very sly. He kind of, he does what he can to benefit himself and his team, but he's not straightforward about it. He's very politicky. Gunther Steiner will come up to you and he'll just say, what's going on? Fix it. All right. Well, we haven't discussed who's driving. Yes. That's pretty important. (laughs) Who is driving these Haas cars? Okay. Well, remember when I said we'd come back around to this yes. whole yes. Ural Kali, Nikita yes. Mazepin yes. story? Yes. All right. All right. So first driver we're going to talk about, old Haas veteran, 
Kevin Magnuson. Yes. All right. So, Sounds interesting, this guy. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to start with Kevin's background and career, and then we'll kind of – a merge will happen okay. where we'll get to present day of how yeah. – how or why we're kind of I'm, – I'm chuckling as I talk about Kevin Magnuson's time at Haas. So right. K-Mag, he's called K-Mag often. He's a Danish racing driver. He very much gets a reputation, which we'll talk about as a, you know the bad boy or mm-hmm. a bad boy of the F1 grid. Holkenberg's having to go around the outside again, trying to hang on in there. And it has to be said, Kevin Magnussen did not leave him any room whatsoever. His father, Jan Magnussen, also a racing driver. He competed in a little bit of F1 in the 90s, uh, but was not very good. Mm. Kevin quickly distinguishes himself when he starts his karting career when he's young, eventually makes his way through the lower formulas, and he's a member of McLaren's Young Drivers program during that time. So in 2014, he gets his start at McLaren, uh, and his season goes, it's okay. Uh, Unfortunately, though, the next year he's demoted by the team because the team signs Fernando Alonso. Uh, So Kevin is out, Fernando is in. Obviously, he's upset about this, and after... Again, a little more bouncing around. He does a one-season stint at our good friends Renault, now okay. Alpine. Yep. And then eventually, at the start of 2017, he comes to Haas. Okay. I will say now, in present day, he's 29, almost 30 years old. So he's pretty young. Mm-hmm. So K-Bag is at Haas for four years. Basically, it's just, a, a as we've established, kind of a weird team yeah. and a weird time. He has some real triumphs. He has some real issues. Kevin, the first one to come and see is me, please. It is also during this time that we get the iconic K-Mag saying, Kevin is is like kind of bitter for a lot of reasons. I'm picking up that vibe a little bit. Yeah. That guy's kind of an asshole, but I dig it. Elizabeth Blackstock, again. Kevin Magnuson is kind of a fan favorite driver, but like not, not in the Daniel Ricciardo sense of like, this is a person with a lot of personality who's really friendly and nice. You want to hang out with him. It's more like Kevin Magnuson is like the sassy version very, very like Viking esque. Um, he's got like that, I don't know, almost a masculinity about him that's very funny. Um, but he's he's a good driver. He's a how a, an aggressive driver, I think. News has broken, and it's broken down at Haas. Kevin Magnussen will not be staying at Haas next season. When he ends his time there, yeah, he's pretty quick to be kind of rude about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haas, he comes out with a memoir during the offseason where he basically says everyone sucks. I remember reading it and just like my jaw was dropped. Like, I cannot believe this man just said all of this. During the offseason between 2021 and 2022, uh, Haas debuts the car and he actually posts a meme on his Instagram making fun of it. Uh, Okay. So by and large, everyone kind of had had shuffled him out the F1 door. Mm -hmm. It was just assumed he's yet another guy trying to figure out what he's going to do post F1. And then... In February of 2022, what seemed unthinkable in the 21st century is now underway. Russia invades Ukraine. Oh, my God. And every single sports organization in the world, as we know, is freaking out over what to do about Russian athletes, Russian coaches yeah. and Russian sponsorship. Politically, this is the thing is a mess. Yeah, It's a geopolitical disaster. Disaster. Yeah. Yes. And so F1, of course, very quickly is getting questions about this left yeah. and right as yeah. is Haas. The geopolitical issues that go on in the world kind of get ignored by Formula One, um, especially when you've got so many Saudi Arabian oil companies that it was like, ah, I could see them, you know, sticking with Earl Kali. Well, 
They did not. It also doesn't help that no one likes Ural Kali. No one likes the Mazepin father-son duo. Right. Everyone hates Nikita. <sighs> and he finished last in the championship in 2021. That's so a pretty on... simple decision. Exactly. Yeah. So it's already, I think Haas almost, <laughs> but with, <laughs> given the speed at which they made this all happen, it's yeah. pretty obvious that they too were kind of ready for yeah. it. Yeah. So like right in the middle of preseason testing. They got rid of him. Literally overnight, you know, news comes out. The next day, you know, Haas is like, okay, um, we're going to take the Ural Kali branding off. Wow. Yeah, like immediately. Wow. He formed his own little coalition of canceled athletes because apparently it was a, a personal slight, not a geopolitical issue <laughs> that got him cut. I have decided to make a foundation that will be supporting athletes that have lost their chance to compete in a sport at the highest level because of a non-sporting decision. We will be providing jobs, financial support, psychological and legal aid in case the athletes wish to debate their position. The foundation will be called We Compete as One. Meanwhile, then, Kevin Magnuson is hanging out, having a good time during motorsports general offseason when he gets a phone call from his old boss, Gunther Steiner, saying, hey... You want to come back and race in Formula <laughs> hey, One? Russia invaded Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, our shitty driver that everyone hates and his terrible father had to leave. And so Kevin Magnuson, being the very smart guy he is, says, sure, I would do that. Um, I would like a multi-year contract. Unbelievable. So he goes from being ousted from F1 yeah. to now being guaranteed on the grid, barring a performance issue, for at least at least a couple years. I love it. This is awesome for him and his family. I hope his feet were up on a chaise lounge and they called and he's looked at his wife and smiled and says, we're back in the money. We had only seven days to the next test, to the second test basically of the season. Uh, Kevin knows the team. The team knows Kevin. Kevin was an uh, integral part of the team. So it's, it's a no-brainer. I'm glad he didn't, you know... Put two middle fingers up on his way out of there and, you know, break his desk and say, I hate all you guys. It's probably smart not to well, burn the bridge. The funny thing is he kind of did, but they still love him. Like they still <laughs> yeah. were like, K-Mag's okay, going to we come get back. Yeah. yeah, Like, I don't cool. know. It's just, it's, like I said, it works for Haas. It probably wouldn't work for yeah. any other team. Yeah. But for Haas, they're like, OK, but, yeah, they don't they don't want to test another new person. They already had a terrible season with two rookies. Yeah. Everybody knows hiring and training somebody new is more of a headache than taking someone that was doing a decent job before. And also to this point, Kevin Kevin knows that he's really lucked out here. So he starts towing the party line a yeah. little bit. He's yeah. like, I'm really excited to be back at Haas. <laughs> We're like, you did not feel that way literally two months, like a month ago, but OK. Yeah. This is an endearing story. It's endearing. And he's such a character that it's sort of like this is the most bizarre yeah. Thing. So so I won't go into fully Kevin's 2022 season, but Haas already, people are excited. They had this awful car in 2021. They basically didn't develop their car. They said, we're going to put all of our money and, and, and efforts into our new regulation right. car. Right. Right. So everyone's waiting with bated breath to see how the new Haas car is. They've, they've built this up for over a year now, and they basically took all of the Eurocali Russian money and then got to spend it. Right. on developing a car and then dropped both the sponsor and the, the driver. This is such a great story because there's not a lot of positive that comes out of Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. And this is one of those little feel-good sports stories that's like, oh, good, someone got a second chance. Exactly. And then on top of that, we get to the first race in Bahrain. Kevin Magnuson in a Haas, who again, they, they didn't score a single point in 2021. He ends up in P5. Kevin, that was some fucking Viking comeback. Fucking great. I cannot believe it. Thanks, Fuck. Thanks, Thank you. Man. Thank you. Fuck. Guys, man, I can't believe this. Fucking hell. 
you see uh, Kevin's wife and he has a, an infant daughter came and his wife obviously has seen him through everything is just like, also losing her mind. His daughter is just like smiling because she doesn't know what to do and she's help. a baby. But she's just like, <laughs> everyone is so excited. He scored points in three of the first four races, which was something that Haas has not done in two years. So it was, it was very much a, oh my gosh, is this a comeback? Is the team doing better? Is this like... You know, are, are we going to have them back competing for fifth place as very solid midfield team, especially now that we've had these massive regulations changes that have shaken everything up? Well, not really. Uh, as the season has gone on, there's been a lot more unreliability. We've had a lot more more drama going on. Uh, and it's, yeah, it hasn't exactly gone as as nicely as I think a lot of people predicted with that fifth place finish. Mechanical yeah. problems affecting the Haas. Died on him, hasn't it? Sorry, man. You were on it. <laughs> it's It's been kind of downhill since then. <laughs> so K-Mag is back and we got this other driver. You might recall that all the way back in episode one, Mm -hmm. we were discussing the sport of Formula One. I asked you what you knew about Formula One. Michael, what do you know about Formula One racing? Um... And the only thing you could tell me was there was this Michael Schumacher guy who was a big fucking deal and he's super rich. And that was about it. (laughs) I think that that was only it. That was the only name I knew. And we come full circle. things have changed. Oh, now we're back full circle. Yeah. To the other Schumacher we have to talk about, his son Mick. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Almost as quick as Nikita Mazepan's Formula One career. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next-generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So, uh, so Mick Schumacher, it's interesting because Michael Schumacher came from humble beginnings. That's mm-hmm. a huge part of his story. Mm-hmm. He used to work on his own carding cars and kind of worked his way up. Mick obviously is in a very different boat. Right. Having one of the most famous fathers in the world yep. from an athletic perspective. I would advise him to not get into racing, but <laughs> I think we're too late on that. Yep. So Mick is he's only in his early 20s. And I think the, the only real big thing to know about Mick or, or that I think contextualizes him. This is a guy who has spent his entire life with the weight of his father's legacy Correct. on his shoulders. Correct. And to make matters worse, champion auto racer Michael Schumacher is fighting for his life tonight after a skiing accident yesterday in the French Alps and has been kind of not seen by the public since we don't really know his health status. We just know it's very not good. Holy shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. And if all that wasn't bad enough, uh, Mick was there when the freak ski accident happened. So on top of the fact that his dad is his hero, his role model, he's used these words to describe him. His dad's not doing well health wise or he's just not as, you know, something's going on. We don't know anything that's happened. I mean, yeah, basically, we don't know. He hasn't been photographed or he hasn't been seen outside of his like Swiss compound in a decade. Is he paralyzed? We have no idea. Holy shit. That's nuts. So, yeah. So no one knows the the full story. Mm -hmm. But way back when, before all of that, uh, Mick decides very early on that he he does like racing. He's been obviously been around race cars in the race garage 
his entire life. Mm -hmm. He starts carting around eight or nine years old in the late 2000s. And he actually originally drove under his mother, Corinna's maiden name, Betch. They were trying to not give as much attention to him. Yeah. He was a kid. I, like, I thought that was smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and he's still very close with his mother, actually, which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the funny thing about this whole like racing under his mom's like everyone's aware this is like Michael Schumacher's son, yeah. but it's like it's like the worst kept secret. And eventually, like the the local press does start covering that Michael Schumacher's son under this other name is like carding. I get it, and I think it shows some intelligence and awareness of their situation. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird one. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like he wants to cart. They know he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Everyone's already paying attention. Yeah, uh, he proceeds to eventually work his way into the junior formula categories. I will say there's a similar pattern that emerges, which is that Mick takes a little time to warm up. Mm -hmm. So if you look through his racing results over the years, his first seasons are usually typically kind of mediocre, not horrifically Mm -hmm. bad, but Mm -hmm. like not anything Mm -hmm. to write home about. And then he kind of comes alive more in his second season Mm -hmm. with a lot of teams and Mm -hmm. a lot of these these categories. So makes sense. He never really quite hits the ground running. Yeah, he's pretty private, very quiet. And if you listen to him in interviews, he's very careful with his words. So Mm -hmm. he take he'll he'll take the pause before answering a question or he'll, he'll kind of think think before he speaks. Sounds like someone who's grown up around media. Someone around media has also seen what it can do when you you give too much to right. people. Right. Uh, so he's never mean or anything like that. And he he's actually said he actually looks forward to doing the press during an interview uh, he did with F1 as a podcast, Beyond the Grid. He had said he's like, no, I look forward to every part of F1, including, you know, the media, the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really excited about all of it, which is nice. But he, he is very careful. His big thing that he took away from his dad, and he's talked about this, is he is nice to everyone on the team. And he never gives anyone a reason to say something bad about him. My family is somewhere there in 10, 11, 12. You can give them a wave. How about it? Nick Schumacher and his race engineer, Gary, become almost a meme. Like there are YouTube videos of like all these cute radio interactions between Gary and right, Mick. Right. So you have like Nikita yelling at people on the radio right. juxtaposed with right. Mick, Mick and Gary. You know, Mick, you know, Gary will be like, Mick, great job. You really tried hard. Good job, Mick. Very tricky race. Your pace was excellent there. In that last stint. So see you soon. Again, he, he's very clear that his dad instilled this in him, that you have to, you know, make sure you, you treat everyone with respect in the garage and that that's, that's a key part of if you're going to be a race car driver. Seems also like a smart move, considering they're making the car you drive. You don't want people to hate you. <laughs> that are and also, tightening the bolts. <laughs> exactly. Really sweet guy who's trying very hard not to... Not to right. rock the boat, not to give anyone a reason to be upset with him. Um, but yeah, so so I guess on the racing front, yeah, it's been a little bit dicier for Mick. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in sort of an interesting position last year. It's rare that you have teams take on two rookies at the same time because rookies, as we've discussed, can be messy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not do what you want. So Nikita, he's spinning constantly. He's crashing. He's blaming everyone. He's yelling on the radio. His dad's always in the garage yelling at everyone, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Mick also has his struggles, right? He does. He does push to trying to get into Q2. He he almost gets into the points in a couple of wacky races where a ton of drivers are taken out. And and he does have these a couple moments of brilliance. Hamilton this time has got slightly ahead going into turn four. He's trying to hang it out round the outside. Schumacher just slams that door on him. What's interesting about 2022 is all of a sudden, Nikita, who everyone universally despises, yeah. is gone. gone. And not only that, he gets a veteran, experienced teammate who is specifically experienced on this team, who's older than him, and you know starts off the whole you know the whole shebang with this iconic, amazing comeback. 
right. you know, storyline from from race one. So completely the different situation than last year. Yeah. And he's trying yeah. to figure out, I think, OK, yeah. crap, you know, last yeah. year it was easy to be better than like the worst guy who should not have been on the grid. Right. Now I have a guy who has not only been on, on the Formula One grid a lot, but is also known for el- getting elbows out, being yeah. a little bit dicier at times and has no problem sort of establishing and asserting his dominance. I think when you have the situation where there's a driver who is doing better, it it kind of it it puts that negative light on someone like Mick Schumacher. That's Elizabeth Blackstock again. And I think Schumacher is kind of in a a very negative place because he can't really win. He doesn't have Formula 1 experience aside from this very bad team that's done very poorly. Um and like that's that's really hard. How do you know what a good car is when you've actually never driven one? Whereas Magnussen has been in Formula One for a very long time. He's driven good cars. He's driven bad cars. He's done really well with Haas, and he's also done really poorly with Haas. Uh, so it kind of you've got this person who knows how to combat kind of a bad car, and then you've got Mick Schumacher who doesn't have that experience and doesn't have that on his resume. So it kind of is making him look, I don't want to say incompetent, but he just doesn't look like the prodigy I think people were expecting him to be when he came into Formula One. What Mick Schumacher has going for him with his name is that people will give him a little more time. A little more time. He gets a little more personal sponsorship. Yeah. And he's also been smart and been nice to everyone. Yeah. So on top of the fact yeah. that the name helps, it's like, okay, I, he's a Schumacher. He's a nice Schumacher. Yeah. We want to help yeah. a nice Schumacher. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's Mick and Kevin. Okay. Probably, I think, like I said, a chaotic pairing, but not because they are chaotic to each other, but yeah. just very different ways of getting into F1. Yeah. And in Kevin's case, coming back to F1. <laughs> so uh, if you want to root for a team that cannot go downhill anymore, that cannot get any worse, that can only go uphill from here, you go for the Haas Formula One team. I love me some back markers. If you are three laps down, you probably have a little piece of my heart. You know, I think Elizabeth makes a great point here. That was Alanis King again. In 2019, they scored 28 points. And then we're like, yeah, there's no way they're going down from here. In 2020, they scored three points. And you're like, well, there is no way we are going down from there. And then in 2021, they scored zero. So... They cannot physically go down any further. If you want someone to root for, that they have the potential to do okay, that when they score a point, it is a very big day, to celebrate the little things, you want to go for the Haas team. I would throw a couple bucks on Haas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would throw money on them way before an Alpine or an Aston Martin or uh, I actually, I like Alfa Romeo. So, yeah, I mean, this wouldn't be all, all of my eggs in one basket, but I like this driving duo, and I like that Kevin has a second chance type mm-hmm. vibe. You got to be careful with people with second chances. They go hard. Yeah, he, he and he already went hard yeah. to begin with. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like this team. Yeah. I like this team. Yeah. I have never watched a Formula One race. Mm-hmm. I have not seen five seconds of a Formula One race. I like Kevin Mack. Maybe when I watch him race, I'll go, oh, this guy's not for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, – I like him, and I'm excited to watch all these people race. And um, it's not their fault that William Story gave him. You know, it's not like they have anything to do with that. I don't think. But I think this is a, this is an interesting team. Yeah. 
10 teams down. Oh, man, we did all 10. Before we yeah. hear who you're officially picking yeah. for, for your team and your driver, mm-hmm. we're going to actually let you watch oh, at long last God. a Formula One race. You guys are let me go to the bathroom, too? Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, time, time, time to take a break. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, great, because you can't tell anything until you watch. It's one of those, it's it's a it's a catch-22 in that letting you watch too early, you'd be just kind of confused, yeah. or maybe would you'd be yeah. one of those uh, those dads who always ask questions, like, even though they haven't watched, like, 80% of the right. movie. My dad does this yeah, constantly. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where I think a lot of stuff wouldn't have made sense without the context, but now that you know it, it's like, okay, let's, let's actually see these guys go out there and... And do something. I can't wait to watch for real. And so then, after, after, at long last, after all of that, you will finally make your choice. What if after all this, I come back and I'm like, hung jury? We got to redo. There's got to be a clause in your contract against (laughs) season two. (laughs) (laughs) I promise to Yohai, to Lily, to Rob, and to every one of our listeners, I will pick a team to support. I'm going to need a list of teams and a list of drivers. Hey, uh, yeah, this is producer Yochai here. Just uh, quickly before we before we sign off, speaking of breaks, I just wanted to tell our listeners that we are going to be taking a little break while we work on our big finale. Uh, but stay tuned to the feed anyway, because we're going to have a little something to tide you over. This has been Choosing Sides, F1, a production of Sports Illustrated Studios and iHeartRadio. The show is hosted by Michael Costa and Lily Herb. This episode was produced by Lily Herman and our senior producer, Yochai Maital, who also did the sound design. At the Cutting Room Studios, we are recorded by engineer Rob O'Leary II. Mastering by Cella Weisblum. Max Miller is the executive producer. And Brandon Getchus is head of audio at SI Studios. At iHeartRadio, Sean Titone is our executive producer. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to us and leave a review. And if you want more F1 goodness, follow us on Instagram at ChoosingSidesF1. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.